Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael. How's it going tonight, Mike? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. I got some, I don't want to say bad news, but uh, I, I mentioned in our in our post-Black Friday talks that I bought a new TV, and oh, uh, it's okay. It, it's been in the box for two and a half weeks because I'm... I wasn't intending to set it up here at my parents, but yeah. I pulled it out tonight, and uh, and the screen is cracked. Oh, I see. Uh, you, you led this off with this bad news. I was like, "That's not good." You talk <laughs> your, your TV, not, oh. not not awful news. Like nobody died or anything, but yeah, but still, that's just as bad as bad. Especially I'm since it's been the, sitting there, and you've been expecting that it's like totally perfect, right? The whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm past the like hassle free 15 day return oh, policy, right. and so I'm gonna have to like maybe take it to best but i mean i had it delivered so it came out of the box broken hopefully they don't hey, let's give throw me any, them, let's throw them under the bus with that who, and who was it best buy it was best buy okay i mean and i don't know who delivered it if it was fedex or or ups or whatever i wasn't here when it when it got dropped off oh but you you ordered it online you didn't go to the store and see it yeah yeah i okay. i ordered it online had it shipped so somewhere in the shipping process it got dropped or got something dropped on it yeah, I guess that happens. I had yeah. uh, I had one instance with uh, I don't know shipping. Free shipping is awesome, and ordering online is awesome. One of the things with me I have problems with is the return policy because I'm lazy, like all sorts of lazy. Mm-hmm. So if it's difficult for me to even even slightly difficult for me to return it, I'll end up like ah, oh, fine, I just eat like, it. Oh, I'll I'll just I'll just keep it. Right. Well, the reason actually this is sort of related. The reason that I unpacked and set up the TV is because, as I also mentioned, I bought an Apple TV. Well, I hooked oh. that up a couple days ago to one of my parents' TVs, the older TV in the the TV room, as we call it, and it's kind of glitchy, like, going through the menus and stuff, and it's refurbished, so I'm like, maybe it's maybe it's broken. There's something wrong with it. Yeah, right. Um, I tried a couple different HDMI cables. It always seemed kind of the same. And then um, today on my on my lunch break, I brought it into um, where I, my workspace and plugged it into my monitor. Oh, okay. And it and it seemed fine. There was no sound because my monitor doesn't have speakers. But um, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just plug it into a different TV and see if it's just the old TV that doesn't like because it's um. It's, I think it's supposed to be the 4K model of Apple TV. Oh, okay. And I don't think... I actually don't know one way or the other. I don't think that most of the HDMI cables we have support 4K. So there could be any number of things going on with that. Hmm. But anyway, did, that's do, do why... Wait, do, is there, there's different cables for, the, for 4K? I, I don't have ass, one. I assume so, but I could be completely wrong about that. I'm sure we'll get emails. No, um, no. But anyway, so I I was setting the TV up in the hopes of the Apple TV not being broken so that I wouldn't have to deal with returning that. <laughs> and now I definitely have to return the TV. So I'm like, well, the Apple TV might be fine. I actually still don't know, but I'll try right. a different TV. Right. And uh, But I'm, I'm going to have to deal with this TV in some way. So I was going to ask you about the, your Apple TV experience, but now... Yeah, hope, hopefully somebody can come pick it up. Because it's like a 45-minute drive to the nearest Best Buy. Right. Oh, my God. And, and, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's, almost, it's almost holiday 
time. Well, it's almost the holidays now. For our All listeners, right. it's 2018. That's right. This is a future podcast. This stuff is yeah. happening in the future right now. Like we're, we're here in the future. Right. What, right. I wonder, wonder what it's like. I guess we're still here because this is this is on the air, right? So we're yeah, yeah. Hey, we sweet. No, no, episode, no. Uh, bombs episode from North eighteen Korea. for two thousand eighteen. Right. We're all you know super excited from our last week talking about uh, uh, the Last Jedi, and now we're we're. Super excited today to talk about. Hey, what are our topics today? Today we get to talk about uh, some hero well, realms, I th- right? I, yeah, I thought we'd we'd take a break from. Uh, I mean, technically, two weeks ago, the show from two weeks ago we recorded last week was about role playing, but we talked a lot about Star Trek as we, for some reason, have done since we started this show. Fairly, yeah. Fairly free. I mean the the new the new series kind of helps with that in this whole role-playing right. thing but i thought we'd break off from the sci-fi and uh take a break after last week talking about star wars and get back to some board game stuff which i'm a big fan of i got i gotta, I gotta play i've been i've been playing several different ones in the last couple months um you probably have had more you know i've mentioned uh long time listener to the show will know my my struggles with with board games and, and family situation. What are they, what are they, what kind of, what kind of games does your family like? I know that's your, that's your group. How does, I mean, do they, do they, are they genre specific to like, do they like fantasy stuff? Do they like, does it well, matter? It, it depends on the group, right? That's the problem. Like it goes all the way from, uh, my parents who are in their mid fifties. Okay. Uh, all the way down to my oldest niece, the oldest grandkid is 13. So she's almost old enough to be playing game. But if you include all of those people, that's like 14 people. <laughs> and so it's just not tenable. Like we end up playing, um, telestrations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which those kind of- is, is great. You know, I, I discovered that in Bloomington and I was like, this is going to be perfect with sure. my family because it's not a terrible party game. Yeah. Um, Last uh, last Christmas, we we pulled out a game that used to be very popular in our family like five ten years ago, called Cranium. Oh man, I've ever played that? No, I had that. I used to own that. Yeah, with it's, my family, uh, it's 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 terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, like all different. For, like it. My family loved it. Though. Love it. It's this sort <laughs> of like some of its trivia, some of its music, some of its charades, some of its. Right. Um, play-doh whatever standalone <laughs> game that equates to but right. it just has a lot of really strange things in the rules like your team rolls a dice at the end of your turn for right. what you're gonna do next round <laughs> which makes no sense right but that's, well, what, that's what did we roll what did we roll? rules yeah it was it was just a disaster <laughs> it's just um, not the one the game and play. so and so there's not a there's not a simple answer to that like if it's a if it's a subset of us um my brothers and a couple of my sisters really like the kind of competitive strategy kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there are others who prefer more like laid don't, back. Don't think too much. You know, not, not have to think too much. Um, you know, some want to learn a new game, but a lot really don't. Or yeah. they, they think that they do, but they can't focus with all the other distractions going on. 
it's it's a struggle you know it's a struggle we, right it's we, it's, we it's go, family it's family games is how it's, it works it's family yeah that's i don't think any of them listen to this show so we'll be uh, otherwise i mean i think <laughs> we'll we cut this part right <laughs> we'll, we'll have to cut all this this is a, none of this is usable at all no this is usable well i i don't play a lot with my family i played at, at uh, i try always thought about you know bringing games actually i, I tried for a couple of years and uh because I, you know, buddy Trotsky, we're, we always had games at there. It's kind of a thing that we do at that family. And then my own personal family, I, t- I take games over there and they just, they just don't get it. I would bring some of the easiest, like DC deck builder, <laughs> just some common, like, Hey, the world of games aren't just Scrabble. This is okay to play. And they would really give it an honest try, but they just don't have that. Like, let's pay attention to this game for more than like 10 minutes because there's too much going on and type stuff. Yeah. And, like, like oh, can't, can't we just play euchre? Yeah, that's that's exactly kind of what we get, and which is amazing that some of them can. I I love them, but how much you can they can understand euchre, but they can't understand like cards in the discard pile go face up, cards in your deck go face down. <laughs> it's like, oh Mike, what do you what do you do? Why is your discard pile face down? Right, which one is? Why are you drawing from your discard pile? I don't know which one is which. Oh my god people but uh, but anyway i i wish that i i had that that kind of at least a minimal amount of family to i i keep i keep to trying that. to trying to get it going and uh well we can we can go to a specific um example i've been kind of wanting to talk about this since it happened but um i was down in nashville again with my uh my sister and brother-in-law oh yeah yeah the the rest of my family who are still living east of the mississippi um for thanksgiving I don't know oh, if yeah. I said Thanksgiving somewhere in that sentence. That was, um, that was months ago now. Yeah, yeah, months ago. Uh, not Right now, it's not as long ago as it will be <laughs> by will the time be. our listeners hear this. But uh, in the future. We'll see how many times I can work that into this, <laughs> this cast. Future um, time. We, we got a chance to play some more Legendary. And I played oh, Legendary sweet. a lot that week after Gen Con when I went down to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my You're just my still playing with the base game, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I've I've wanted to get expansions, but I put them all on my Amazon wish list, <laughs> and, and so I can't them? I can't just buy them with Christmas coming up, oh, right? Like, yeah, what right. if somebody bought one of them for me? Right. Some of the smaller ones are a nice like get an extra fifteen twenty bucks to 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 meet the 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 spending limit. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law really liked it. So when we were all together for Thanksgiving, they're like, Hey, let's, let's bust out legendary. Oh, cool. So, um, I, I looked up some of the card text because I couldn't remember what we did. Um, I'm pretty sure we had the scheme negative zone prison breakout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. That's the, uh, it's when prisoners, play- it's when prisoners escape or the, the bad guys escape the game when, is over. Right? When the villains escape, I think because the 12 sticks in my mind as being significant, like if 12 villains escape and every time you pull a twist, um, you're supposed to pull two villains, right? It gets, um, let's get in the pressure cooker real fast. Yeah. Yeah. And we also had a full five players. Oh, which, okay. One, one of the things I've seen on board game geek, a common, sort of complaint is that the game scales in difficulty based on the number of players right for sure shouldn't be but it is yeah you can kind of alleviate some of that with house rules but the base game official rules 
there are more villains coming out per player opportunity to advance. Yeah, we, that, right. that's that's a real issue with that game. That is that by the time it gets to me, and I'm only buying my second card, they've got four heavy hitters out there, and the, I can't do yeah, anything about the, it. The row is full, um, and then and no one our, can, no one can do anything about it. They're only got right. two cards. So our mastermind, I think, was Loki. Oh, all not, right. Not terrible. He's a he's a strength ten. Um, okay. You so gain a you sure. gain a wound if you don't have a. A green strength hero. Okay. Not, none of that was terrible because we didn't. We weren't getting a ton of wounds anyway. Okay. Put the Hulk um, in, and he's easy. But I realized when we were cleaning up that um, I think we only had one set of henchmen, and the and the scheme is supposed to give you a second set of henchmen. Oh, really? That's not good. Right, right. The the henchmen are all the threes. Uh, yeah. Right. They're the they're the low hanging. It's gonna make it way hard. <laughs> right. It's gonna make it harder. And um, I think also there were even like one or two henchmen that didn't get pulled out of the box all the way. But uh, that was one of those like like I'm like okay, pull some of these and some of these and then shuffle those together. And it's always with that game. I always get to the like we've shuffled everything. We've shuffled the villains deck, but the twists didn't go in there or the bystanders didn't go <laughs> in there. I'm like, again. Oh, no, we got to, we got to shuffle it again. It's a giant right. pile of cards. Um, so you got, you got destroyed. Is that what happened? We got destroyed. And what was surprising to me, I, I know we've talked about this, maybe not on the show, but offline and in group chats about video games. Like I have a relatively low tolerance for failure. <laughs> okay. Right? You, you just like, get angry at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm thinking specifically of, like, when we talk about video games in the group chat and our buddy Zahn is like, oh, no, a, a game should be, like, you know, tw- 25% victory. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay. Like, win, win 25% of the time. And you and I both are like, what? Right. No. Yeah. No, I want to I want to enjoy the game. I don't, don't want to fail 75% of the time. We talked about this a little bit when Trotsky was on, because, like, it depends on what you're doing and how much time you have. Like, you know, I never did this, but you guys cast back to your to your youth playing Street Fighter, and you're like, yeah, it takes you a while to to get good at it. You spend a lot of time yeah. failing before you. Yeah, but you know what? Um, you play a game that takes a minute and a half as opposed to like two hours for one. Yeah, go, right? yeah, and um, it depends. It depends on a lot of factors. It depends on. If I'm on a team or if I'm solo, if I'm playing against a computer or I'm playing another person, you know, like another person like Hearthstone or Clash Royale or any of those, like, I know that in real time there's another person probably sitting on his toilet, you know, laughing <laughs> because he he just kicked my ass. And I'm like, F this. Ah, right. Um, but, you know, you, you go into like WoW rating or something and you're like, yeah, there are 25 of us fighting this boss. And yeah, I'm bummed that we didn't kill him, but so are the the 24 other people plus like half a dozen just right. listening. Collective, collective. And so here. it's so it's a little more. But anyway. How, how does that um, apply to this, though? Were you guys all pissed at, at losing? Or? Well, the, that's that's where I was going. That's where I, why I brought this up. Like we got to the end. And I was like, oh, let's let's reset it and get another, you know, I've got I've got the app that gives you like random scheme and bystander and like it picks all the stuff randomly for you. Okay. 
and I'm like, I'm like, let's do, let's do a different one. And both, um, my brother and my brother-in-law and, um, I forget the exact composition of the group we had, but they're like, they're like, no, let's do this one again. <laughs> they, they wanted like, to, to be like, really? Still. We, we, we got our butts handed to us. You guys, they're like, no, we can, we can do it. <laughs> and we played the same setup at least three maybe four times oh and it, wait was this w- with the, the the missing henchmen and stuff still as as far as i know we just like set the piles all back and did it again oh my god so so you were you were just i playing the super hardcore mode yeah yeah oh, with man. um i mean you know that's I, gonna make my, everybody want to never play again right kind of though right. they they all did and we did finally beat it oh my god okay so that was that was you know very was gratifying. It, was it epic? Did you feel like at the end though? This is going to prove Trotsky's point. Did you feel like when you did it, you're like, oh, we did it, and that was so good. I think we got to a point where I could compare. You know, I could see how many had escaped. I could see how far we were from the fail point, and how strong people's attacking was. Yeah. And I feel like something else was going on, like. Maybe we were already talking about the Star Trek role playing or something, and uh, and so I was I was getting a little bit distracted toward the end, but I could see that that the tension wasn't there. Like we were getting the engines rolling enough that we were gonna we were gonna do it, and and yeah, yeah it was okay. it was it was gratifying, but it wasn't like a it was it wasn't a nail biter or anything. So it Got wasn't it. you, you know, knew that it was gonna win at a certain point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, we we talked about this months and months ago. I think but I, I love Legendary. I, I absolutely love it. And, I, and I'm anyone who walks up to me and says, "Let's play Legendary," I'm going to be like, "Absolutely!" It's one of the games that is going to sit in my collection forever. I'm a huge comic book nerd for sure, and and it's fun. Right. I, I enjoy it, and I, there's flaws in the game, and you're pointing every single one of them out uh, that I <laughs> that, that that makes me not like the game at times, you know, or that I don't recommend it for everybody all the time. That it's random you know what if you get good cards and whether they what comes out and uh, if you pick yeah. it's hard to pick the right composition of henchmen versus whatever there's some that are make the game easier better but yeah expansions make it better and and hopefully you, after christmas you guys will play it again with a, a different one not that expansions are the answer to everything but they're <laughs> they, they they definitely you know change the game up a bit and make it a right make it interesting but um what do you remember what you did you you didn't change heroes or anything right no um so we heroes if, matter yeah Hashtag. i i right i know that let me see oh no i was hoping the app would still have all the regular i've probably closed all my apps since since we played that but um hmm we had because like some heroes are in the base game are markedly better than others. I think we had like Hulk, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Emma Frost, Rogue, and no, I've I've already got too many. Well, but that those are good ones. All of those are pretty good. I know we had maybe uh, we had old old Fury. Fury's Nick Fury. great. Nick Fury's great. Um, if you like, you know, thinning your deck. Right, right. Um and uh 
Cap or Hawkeye. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's but, all blurring but, together now. But, but one of the ones is almost the if you can pick to always have is the Hulk. I mean, he's one of the ones that'll scale fast. Yeah, he'll mm. do damage at lower levels that to to your party. But <laughs> when you're worried about doing damage to the guys to just clear the board and keep everybody in it for a while, Hulk will do a lot of damage. Yeah, early. like g- giving everybody a couple of wounds is a small price for getting that uh, that enemy row cleared cleared out a little bit yeah and and then of course if you're gonna have hulk it's a good idea to have wolverine right or another green character sure yeah i mean you get green you had like road which was good for that but i'm I'm thinking wolverine for the for the wound clearing oh yeah right man that makes Um, makes me really want to play that game now like (laughs) i i think it's funny i think i can't remember was it when you came over Back then, we played it with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you play the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion? Yeah, we played Guardians. Okay, yeah. I, say, I, think I looked I around it. a little online. That I know that's one of your favorite expansions. A lot of people don't like it because it adds this sort of fiddly, gimmicky thing with the tokens. Yeah, that, that's um, that's the and, thing is that is that it, it changes the game a lot. If you, yeah. Now, now if, if you can play without those, like you play the the scenario we picked had the gem, the gems in it. And I picked those specifically because it was so markedly different. And then, mm-hmm. but the guardians, you're right. The guardians have tons of like little tokens with them. And yeah, I, I liked it because it was different. You know, I know we talked about this a little bit off the air a couple within the last couple of weeks um, about deck building games and how most of them have uh, this random source pile mechanic. You mean like the um, deck? itself or yeah it's like you compare compare ascension to dominion oh you oh yeah you're talking about um, like the marketplaces the market yeah that's the yeah. word that's the word um one of the things legendary has over us uh, that i that i like about it over ascension is that ascension has one market of of allies and enemies yes. heroes and villains whatever oh, right, however right. you want to split that yeah yeah um and where legendary has two separate lines like one is heroes one is villains like yeah. so there's always you can't because that was a problem with ascension like if you built your deck with a lot of attack and then all all purchasing cards came out you just had dead turns yeah and and, you, and if you just didn't randomly get an attack deck then it or you did pick an attack deck and all of a sudden they're out you did well or vice versa so yeah Right, where, um, I mean, draw the the one part of that that was that was nice is that they had the um, the cultist, the like always available two health monster to hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, which would be kind of nice in legendary. I think the the henchmen are a are an attempt at that. Yeah, but it's still like from early on in the game, unless you draw all of your. Um, attack guys in the same hand you, they're they're just dead cards they, they, they well do do the other side of that is that they do have like uh the maria hill and then later on they have like the different thugs that are only like work cost two yeah so they kind of do some of those i think we've talked about maria hill when we talked about this game in the past being I don't, shitty or, i don't yeah. i don't really like like she's underpowered for costing three yeah. when there are a lot a lot of hero cards that cost three that do the same they're like 
they're two spending plus maybe something else if you have the right synergy. Well, I, and, and, so, and I'm, like, I got to remember if you... this was the, if this they have I have also owned the uh, the Big Trouble Little China like version of it, um, mm-hmm. and, and it comes with one of these like the the two costers. But I think how the two costers work in Legendary and in the Big Trouble one is that it's basically it's one attack maybe it's just really weak. It's, it's like one attack, but it also lets you draw a card. Sure. So, so it's, it's, it's not a waste at all. No matter what you get a, you get a little bonus and you still get to play an extra card in its place. So, yeah. That would be like if the Maria Hills were one star, whatever the spending current yeah, ever, right. ever since playing Ascension with our buddy Pete, it's like stabby and spendy. Stabby as he called spendy, it. Right. I or it whenever I'm explain whenever I'm explaining a new, uh, a new deck building game. It's like, this is your buying power and this is your attacking power. Right. Right. There's just every, the, the currency every, you got. Yeah. Every game has to give those things different names. Right. Just like they, they do with score. But blame, like, blame magic for their, their tapping. It's honor or it's, uh, it's no, nobody wants to start using whatever. the same one for somebody, you know, copyrights it. Hey, yeah, speaking yeah. of deck building games, something that I got to play recently that was really fun was, uh, um, well, you and I played played uh, Hero Realms at Gen Con. Remember that? Oh, right. At Gen Con, yeah. yeah and we did the um, campaign mode, right? A little bit. It's kind of gotten lost in my mind in all the other things that we, yeah, so we but did it, and tried. I, that actually, week. I think it was also like first thing in the morning. So I was, <laughs> it was. Um, not completely awake. Well, you and I played had played Star Realms, and this is like a fantasy version of that. Hero right. Realms is, and and it's very fun. Plays very fast. I actually, and we, I went out and bought the game at Gen Con, and all of the, I guess you'd say, quote unquote, expansion, all the character classes and the character um, packs. Yeah, the I character packs, and it was you know great price. It's Gen Con. You're going to get heck of a deals, and and I loved it. And my daughter and I have played the crit out of it. It's just so quick. We can play so many games back to back. It's so fast and so fun. Um. And we love it. But the big thing was, is that it comes out, it came out with, it was coming out Kickstarter, a campaign mode where you play through a story and there's, and it's cooperative instead of, you know, PVP. Right. Uh, so we, we played, you and I played that at Gen Con. We, and, and, and I remember correctly that we got our butts handed to us pretty For hardcore and sure. it, it had the same legendary type of feel where, man, we barely even got our chance to get cards before we were getting overrun and destroyed. And then we never had a chance. Mm-hmm. And and that was our comments to the guy was that, hey, this is this is too hard. You know, I, I get maybe you know what maybe that you say it maybe it's our mentality of we don't want to win only twenty five percent of the time. Um, well, yeah, there's a there's a whole conversation around that. Like, I th- I think you can have that, but there has to be a curve, right? It's like yeah. to to go back to the wow analogy, like the twenty five of you spend three hours poking at a boss and and never actually get him down but you don't start there you start out you know in elwyn forest stabbing some some level one kobolds who don't want you to steal their candle who die in one hit or maybe two like it starts out easy and ramps up the difficulty right explained a difficulty curve but (laughs) well well this so this game it 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 scales really well with with PVE or sorry, PVP. It's, it's just, everybody's going at the same time. It happens. It ramps up pretty quick and it's pretty awesome. Um, but 
when we played it at Gen Con, we didn't have that feeling. So it came, it came. I got the the call from the game store saying, "Hey, your copy of uh, the campaign for Hero Realms is in." And my daughter and I were super ex- excited. We went down there and got it right away. Unfortunately, she and I have not had a chance to play it yet. But on game night, uh, all our buddies were like, "Oh my gosh, you got this game! We totally want to play it." And right. the, we just had enough. We had like four play, four, one, two, three, yeah, four players. Because you guys probably, I think. Star Realms came out, I think Star Realms came out not very long before I moved. Yeah, that was Because you guys back, right? had it at the year of the, at the Loft. Oh, which, right. Which was, the I think, the first Gen Con after I moved away. So um, I played it with Trotsky when it was still fairly new, and I was like, this game is really good. Like, it has, to my mind, a lot of the appeal of the one versus one magic format yep without any of the very complicated rules and pay to win problems that magic has yeah and it didn't have oh yeah of course that's that's my i can go on all day about how much i love the the you buy everything in the card packs the living card games the uh, ccgs whatever they're called you know and not not and so i guess i guess where i was going with that is that our our friend group down in Bloomington probably played a lot of Star Realms, maybe played a little bit of Hero Realms. I, you know, I, I don't know how popular of an opinion this is, but I really like Hero Realms better than Star Realms. Just I do too. I because think of the does. theme alone. Like, it's more compelling to me to have generic fantasy than generic sci-fi. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. But the, right. the, the campaign was compelling to me to me as well. I think the the biggest negative that hero realms has going for it is that per like price per card is very expensive. Oh, is it? I mean, I think maybe I just thought it was pretty, the, pretty the retail price on the box game was like 40, 45. Oh, really? And, the, and the, the campaign I think was close when they were in Kickstarter, I looked into it and it was like to get the base game, the five or six character packs, and the campaign was like, it was pushing a hundred dollars. Really? Oh, and man. I was like, this, I mean, I get, you know, depending on what you do, like you compare that to, I don't know the, the numbers for the cards off the top of my head, but like, um, legendary, for example, I got for 35, I think it's full retail is probably like 40 or 45, but, yeah. um, it has somewhere around 500 cards in it. Sure. Now, granted, that's it's made by Upper Deck, like they're a company that makes cards. Yeah, um, you know, so they're doing bulk runs and all that kind of stuff. But I have to think. Um, actually, let me look. So I, I played. I I bought, and this is this is another plug for Gen Con, I guess. I bought uh, Hero Realms, which was fairly new at Gen Con. I bought it for twenty bucks for the base game, and then all of the character packs total for another twenty bucks. So well, I got, right, and, I got the whole and, game at Gen Con for forty. And I did the same. I actually have the box here. The base game of Hero Realms is one hundred and forty-four cards, and I think its retail price was around thirty. So that gives you a little bit, and then you add the the character packs. I mean, I also bought them at Gen Con because. Um, cool stuff inc had them on sale yeah that's where i got them to Fair, fairly have, actually i did the same thing with legendary but yeah um good good place yeah well, that- so so anyway you got 
you got those guys around and yeah, we, we got, we got, so we got at them and we're like, Oh yeah, we definitely want to play this. And, and what's the max player count on the, on the co-op? I want to say it's four. I want to say four. That's, um, we, that's we, not a lot because you can, if you're doing competitive, you can do, I mean, it could be five, what, but whatever the heck commander mode is. Maybe it's five. Let me, let me think what, here. It was, is, it was something, me, something magic players Chris, know about, but I want to say Pete, Pat and Mike. So it's five. It was five. Um, there are just basically like all the, the main classes. We didn't. Have there are one. five classes. I think there's six classes because we didn't play one of them. Um, and they're generic starter decks. But who wants to play a generic starter deck when you could be a wizard? Yeah, it's weird. So let's get into the the campaign thing. Um, yeah, yeah. The way it works is that um, there are three encounters. It's basically like three bosses. And the, the game is built on a, do you remember those old school um, choose your own path adventure books where you come to, you read along, you come to a certain page and it says, pick, if you want to go option A, go to page Turn 64. Turn to page 74 if yeah. you pick this option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how this works in, in that uh, you'll go through and everybody fights the same boss. I guess the first boss is the one that we played at, at, at Gen Con, which was a like a tavern brawl happens. And you mm-hmm. read the you read the flavor text and you're all there. And then as soon as you win or lose, it says go to page, you know, if the players won, you know, go here. If they lost, start again, you're you're you suck. Um but Oh like um like Pandemic Legacy. Yes. Um but when um when you win, it says like for, I think in this one, it says, okay, the cult, you go out to chase the cultists or whatever they are. And they split up into two groups and one has like a demon and one has a, a, a man or something like that. Which one do you want to choose to, to chase after? Um, and then you pick. And then if you win that one uh, on the third one that you play, it says, okay, so the, the one that you didn't chase is included on this fight. Uh, because he got away. And then if you didn't get a certain scenario objective, um, there's more cards added to the, in the second one, uh, there's more cards added in the third one so that they have consequences type thing for how well mm-hmm. you do. Um, but, and that's, that's really cool. That's what makes it the campaign, but there is only three. Now the third one is like three times as long of a fight then. And it changes it. Like, the book, if I could divide it in half, the last encounter is half the book. And the first two is only like 25% of the book each. Um, because halfway through the battle, the boss changes and then other things, depending on what you do. And there's several choices in the battle. If you come across a random card in the deck, then you can free a prisoner and it matters. Um, so what what's in the book? Is it just a lot of lore? In the, or is it more is it more like a is it more like a um a role playing uh, campaign no it's it's an adventure i mean there's 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 two books it's the rule book for how to how to play um the game and then there's the just the adventure book and the adventure book is you know you follow it through page by page here's how you set it up here's the rules for this encounter and then you know stop here don't continue on until you win or lose um and then but you don't need a G- a DM or anything? No, 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 not at all. I, I read. The I know text that when we when we tested it, we had a guy demoing, and he ran the the no, bad guys. But he ran the bad guys. No, uh, no. But there is, there is. I mean, no, no, you don't. Because what happens is it's like <laughs> at, at all. It, the the boss goes between your turns, I believe, 
can't remember. Right. And you just flip the cards over and they do what they do. Um, so it's, it's not that, that big a thing. Um, but so, yeah, the story is cool. I like how they, they work it. I like the encounter thing. Um, when, when I will say we finished it, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but when we, you, we finish it, it's kind of like, so you guys, you guys played the whole quote unquote whole campaign. Okay. Yeah. In one sitting, I guess I should back that up and not get there yet. Uh, so the pro I'll start with the, the pros and the cons. The, the, okay. the, the pros is I, I liked it a lot. The, I liked the adventure. It was fun. We all had a really great time. Uh, pro also that it was challenging and it was difficult. Um, we, we definitely didn't know if we were going to make it most of the time. Um, we didn't have problems with alpha players, which a lot of, a lot of times where these co-op games can have, uh, sure. but we did, we didn't have alpha player problems and I, it's, we have alpha players in our, in our group. And it, right. it, it didn't necessarily encourage that because you've got your own hands and your own kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they, and there was a lot of cooperation. It was like, hey, this guy needs help. And we had cooperative players in the table and where we were like, um, yes, I can go and try to fight the bag, big bag because I want to be a hero, but I'm sacrificing my turns to help my buddy out. And that was rewarding. So I really, I really did like that a lot. Um, the downside, and it's a pretty big one, is that this game is exactly what we were talking about. It's the win 20% of the time. It's so hard. Like it's very hard. We played the beginning entry thing on normal and got wiped. We didn't even have a chance. And we looked stunned at like, what are we supposed to do here? We can play this again, but it's not that we weren't doing everything we were supposed to do. It's just so freaking hard and they just decimate you hard. And in the, in the book, it's very clear. They put a whole thing like almost in red letters that says that, that has that and says, this is a very difficult game. This is not meant to be one. You will play it multiple times each time and fail before you finally succeed. They are very upfront with this. They, they built this to not be uh, an easy game. Uh, okay. So now there are, in the rules, multiple levels that you can say, okay, well, here's advanced mode, here's expert mode, here's beginner, here's newbie mode. Um, sure. And we we played through, remember, this is a group, listeners and dentists, that, that plays games weekly and for years. And our whole right. life, we're lifelong gamers that I think we're pretty good um, with some really good stra- strategies. And Pete was there. So Pete's a good, really good player. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we just got the floor wiped with us and we, what we had to do to just have a challenging thing that was not easy, but was still very close every time we had to play it on the easiest possible beginner new <laughs> mode that there was. <laughs> we took it down to everything. And Mike kept trying to say the whole time, cause he's very much of that. He doesn't care if we lose camp. He's like, you know, I want to, I want to go up a level, but I just don't think that it's going to even be feasible for us to do that. Yeah. Um, now, and, do you feel like, um, do you feel like there were elements of that, that, um, could be alleviated with time and experience? Like if you played the game a lot, if you played the heck out of it, um, that you would have a better chance or does it really come down to a lot of RNG, a uh, lot of randomness? Uh, you know, we, I've only played it that one night, but I, I gotta say RNG. I mean, I got, I got to say that because like I said, I, I prefaced all this with the fact that my daughter Sydney and I played the crap out of that game. I felt very comfortable with every card that I have. 
I knew mm. all, and they're, they're not difficult. It's not like there's tactics, but really, if you don't get the card synergies in, in the marketplace to come up early yeah. that are right for you and. Okay. And, what about um, like legendary sort of has this problem where it's, I say problem, not really, but this like cooperative competitive thing where like somebody buys the card you needed. Yeah. Are there elements of that where, like, just if you have better cooperation, better communication, you can say, like, hey, I'm pulling the the economy cards, so, yes. you know, don't steal my well, whatever. Well, that, 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 good question, and that goes back to our group again. Right off the bat, we understand these kind of games and know that's how it works. So when someone goes first by the random draw of whatever it is, they say, okay, they look at the marketplace, they say, I'm going red. That pretty much we all agreed. Okay, well, Mike's going red, and that's what it is. And like, oh, okay, fine, I'll go blue, depending so, on what so, we want. So you guys, you guys started out from a baseline with uh, optimal synergy. Yes, but that being said, again, RNG oh, comes into play when it comes sure, to you, sure. and you have four money to buy, and there's only one four card there. They're all sevens or eights, and it's a red. And you're like, well, do I just not do anything, or and? waste yeah. a turn so and not I'm to mention there's there's five colors and or i don't know like six colors and five players so yeah you know it's, it's just there's no way that that can be 100 percent, you know good so yeah i mean sure but that goes back to rng if, if you get if you get the random for our listeners who don't know rng it's random number generator uh, it's yeah it's, it's the, the random it's used mostly that. in video games because that's where randomness come from right comes so, from but of course in card games it's the there's deck. no generator it's just a deck yeah so and how you randomly shuffle that so, shuffling is the rng right so so when 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 the, the the marketplace comes out and you don't get anything good or it goes around three times and and i just don't you know, it's big RNG too, and the fact that you have a starting hand, which I don't like in these kind of games, is that oh, look, I got a whole starting hand again. You just wasted a whole turn. Right. Um, I, I have a feeling that there is an optimal. There's an optimal number of players in this game uh, that will make it considerably more enjoyable. Like that, maybe five is not the best. So that if you, I, yeah, I know you only played with one, um, one group, one session, but did you get a sense for? Whether it has that legendary problem where the difficulty scales based on the group size? Um, yeah, I can see that for sure. I can, I can definitely see that that could be a problem. And, and so also, you, the, so the you fact think like playing at solitaire or playing with two players might be easier than going with uh, the full I five? Think I have a feeling three is good. And the reason I say that is because the there's a rule that that you can only help the people to your left and to your right. So so having more people not being able to help each other because oh he's two away from me. It just doesn't lend itself to that being a good idea. Oh, a big bad comes out and it's wrecking us, but it's over there on Aaron's character and I can't help him. You know, that's not very fun and it makes the game harder. But if we were always standing, sitting next to each other, we could always help each other. That would probably be considerably easier on the game. Board, Board Game Geek says um, the, the officially one to five players, community votes two to four. There's two's no... Right. There's no consensus for best optimal number. Two, two sounds fun. Two, two players would be really fun. I'll, I'll play this with my daughter and we'll see what we think about it. But anyway, the, the gist of it was that it was it was a very difficult game. Uh, we did win. We played all three. That last one was exhaustingly long. It took us um, 
to get through all three, um, like four, 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 five out. We were until one in the morning. And it was okay. one of the one of the long ones, and we started at like eight, so it was about yeah five hours. Um, and how many times did you fail? Once. Just just the first time, and then you turn the difficulty all the way down. And we turned it all the way down. And, and it, let me tell you, when we turned it all the way down, it's not like the next three were cakewalks. They were they were nail biters where we were playing optimally and we got some really good heavy hitting cards that worked well for us. And uh, it was close that the second game comes with a built in timer, a really neat mechanic here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a real example of how this, this, okay. this works in this second one. There's a timer built in um, that there's a card that says, basically when you draw a card, it says the guy got away, you lost. Okay. And it's randomly shuffled in. Uh, kind of, it's actually placed somewhere in the middle, but the thing is this card doesn't go in the first time that the, the boss, the boss's deck is built. So he has to go through his whole deck and then, and then he goes through and, uh, you reshuffle the deck again and then you insert the card. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Which is cool. Right. But if you play mm-hmm. it on normal, that, that card is randomly shuffled in at the first time. So, oh, geez. Yes, exactly. There's the G's right there. It's like, well, that's <laughs> huge, right? Like, and we never have a chance. Like, the game could go with the random number generator that it comes up very early and you, you never have a chance. You know, you just don't be able to beat him. Um, it's, or it's no wonder that this came out so much later than the base game because they clearly have put a lot of effort into it. Like, as far as the different difficulty levels and the story and all of that. Yeah. Uh, Hey, hey, I want to say another positive thing. I really, really, really like about it. Um, when we were done and, and you know what, turning it down wasn't terrible. Cause like I said, it was, it, it, the, the idea was that it was an enjoyable, fun time that we had and we did have a fun mm-hmm. time with it. Um, uh, I, there, there's also, it's no two games are the same because there's different ways that you can do things and choices you can make. And as you level, you get to select cards for your class and you're building your deck as you go along. It gets more advanced mm. and you upgrade your cards and you can see from the cards that you're given that you're not able to upgrade, but your character even 25% of the way because, and here's the fun part, it's going to be continued. Like we had a great fun time with our campaign, but it ends with like you save the day if you pick the right, the right way. But, <laughs> but we really don't know that the, the emperor or the supreme leader who that person is behind this. Let's go find out in this town. And that's to be continued in the next expansion, which they say. Um, so you're, you know that your, your characters are going to, you're going to continue, keep your deck. You're going to continue on with the next one and you're going to develop your characters. And I really, really like that a lot. It's, it's nice. It's exciting about that. So yeah, I love, I, I would definitely recommend it to anybody. It is hard. It, if you play on normal, but you can always scale it down and have a good time. And it's fun. I, I said five hours, but this is a game that it's not meant to be played in one sitting. You're supposed to play once. Yeah. And then... You, you played the whole campaign in one setting. So. Right. So, we'll okay. So, um, we got you, some, I think your family we got like some, it. yeah, we got some listener feedback that we should use more. Uh, this is this listener's version of objective compare, uh, you know, reviews, but, mm-hmm. We don't really do reviews. We're <laughs> given our impressions of things, but right. um, let's let's uh, let's compare this to the most obvious candidate in my mind. Yeah, um, P- Pathfinder uh, CG PACG. Oh man, okay. Compare I mean, it to I know that, that game. That one should be fairly fresh in your mind because you 
I you played it on the thing. Play, played it on the app. I did, I did that a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for a week or so. It's better. It's it's better. Uh, way better. <laughs> like it's way better. Um, campaign mode. I mean, it sounds like right. at the outset they have more story, which the app version of Pathfinder has more story than the than the base game. At least it seems that way. There probably is plenty of story in the in the manual and stuff for Pathfinder that we just didn't read because. Right. You know, well, the app, the app, the app was believe it or not, the app was more helpful for that to to get that across to to the player. But yeah, because they they have all these little cutscenes and yeah and stuff with the dialogue. Where you know, I mean, that's how most board games are. Like we had played Love Letter dozens of times before I ever looked at the book and was like, how exactly does this work? With like, why is the countess more valuable than a baron? Yeah. Or whatever. And like there's a bunch of story behind it. Yeah. It's a kind of, you know, it's not it's not super deep and that's why most people skip over it. It's like your rival barons of, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. medieval well, farm country trying to compete for this and the king has just died and like none of that matters. Like get to the rules so that we can actually play. Right. Well, it, this is this is a uh... This is a lot better, and, and when I say a lot better, it's because it's got all the points that are better. It's got a, it's got a better story. Um, mm-hmm. It it's it feels a lot more epicish, I guess. I mean, your heroes feel a lot more stronger and more powerful. Um, you feel ownership of your heroes. I remember building deck in Pathfinder, and by the third third or fourth like adventure we did, I had maxed out everything that was in the box. Mm-hmm. Like I had all my characters thing, and that was that was it. And I didn't really feel a lot of ownership to this, but, and, and it was just pretty straightforward what I, how I was supposed to build my character. Um, in this one, there's, I, I would play, I played the cleric, by the way. Um, I would play the cleric again and make totally different choices. And it would be a totally different game because of the cards mm-hmm. I picked, um, I, it really would. And that, that's fun. I could play it a hundred times with all the different characters in different, you know, that, talent that trees sounds like, that sounds like an element where you're, experience and quote-unquote skill at the game i guess that didn't really need quotes around it your (laughs) skill at the game um could affect your ability to handle higher level difficulties that's not strictly random based yes and the the beginning is a lot more random because you're got a starter deck with like some basic stuff but yeah as 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 you start to learn your characters and learn what you're good at and who's good at what you know, Aaron's good at slaughtering guys. Um, other ones better at, at helping other people. Remember, you played the ranger in um, at Gen Con, and one mm-hmm. of your comments was like, "Man, I never get to use my like special cards because they don't come up enough, or or you they're gotta, not." You got to draw them together. Yeah, yeah. and and that. But if you play the the cards, by the way, no one played that character, but you can see that you can upgrade those that you don't necessarily need it, or you will it lets you draw the other card or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it reminds me of uh, reminds me of two weeks ago talking about D and D when Pat said something about the D and D TV show, which I don't think I was even aware of. And you said you said something about the Ranger with the bow, pew pew. Oh yeah, yeah, the D and D. And I, I didn't I didn't say anything, but I was like, what? I mean, a Ranger with the bow is like the most obvious. <laughs> it's like it's like Did oh yeah, know? they had. The, they had that knight with the horse. Like, of <laughs> right. he had a horse. The, the one with the shield. Knight. Yeah, that's what we had the knight with the yeah. shield. Right. Yeah, but but it's that's the uh 
that's very iconic bow. Like the it's the it's sure the sure it's the, the the bow of all D and D or whatever. So um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't remember how this works in in Pathfinder, but was there a mechanic where your deck, um, your starter deck, could be changed even if you failed? No, no, no. I, th- I, okay. I think no. It, like so, if you so, fail, so there's you still no like on. like you attempt because because in the in the first mission you have a vanilla deck. Yeah. I, I wondered if there was a mechanic where like you lost, but you picked up maybe one piece of gear or whatever the equivalent is. You know, one you know slightly more powerful card in your starter deck. So on your next attempt, you'll be a little more sort of the. <laughs> to go back to wow raids again the like slow progression yeah no no the, but attempts. i think i think that's a good idea um that would be that would be a good thing and and maybe they'll take some feedback from this one with their next campaign and 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 you know do that or not but that they could I, I like the idea that or i didn't like the idea that if you just lose well you're done you know and that we have to keep yeah. banging our head again i don't like banging your head against walls you know, it's like, we're just going to keep trying. Well, what you were doing with legendary with your family, just keep trying it until finally you get the, the random number generator gods on your side and then you win. It doesn't feel right. like you, you did it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, there are certain things where like, you know, if you're playing an actual sport or something, you know, it's sort of training. Like you, yeah. you do the best you can every attempt and you gradually, I mean, that's, that's how rating worked. Like, some people after a night of wiping on a boss would go and like reevaluate their um their skill rotations or what gems and enchants they have on their gear just to optimize their character a little bit um you know to get an extra like 5% out of their fraction of of the damage or the healing or whatever yeah but in most cases the progression comes down to okay well we spent one night almost the whole night wiping on this on our on our edge our progression boss like our next boss and <clears throat> we didn't get him down and we have an hour left before you know people have to log off so we're like yeah. let's go back and kill one of the guys that we've killed before this week and so maybe he'll drop some some gear some loot for one player that will just give them a flat increase without anything else changing yeah um and that happens enough that everybody becomes just enough more powerful in their specific role to where you to where you can kill i mean that's sort of the video game equivalent of what i was saying with adding a card to your deck yeah and 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 i would like that i mean I, i really would i would i would like that if we lost, it would make me feel so terrible about playing it again that, that like, okay, well this time, you know, maybe I will get a little bit better with the random number generator of the, the marketplace, but you know, Hey, my, my cleric's got a better spell this time. You know, mm-hmm. like, you, you, that, that spell that I didn't think was very good is actually a little bit better. That, that would make me sure. feel better about it. Um, but no, it, it doesn't have that. Unfortunately. Um, but anyway, it's a great game. Uh, it's well worth every bit of a purchase. Um, w- I mentioned the $40 or what we were talking about the price, and I'm not sure quoting the price, what it actually is online. But you, you don't have to also buy all the character packs. It's another great pricing right. scheme they have here is that you play it with the base game and then you got two players, you know, you and your wife or you and your friend or whatever want to play it. You just got to buy the two cards, which are like five bucks for the character pack, you know, if that. Um, mm-hmm. And you buy the thief and that's who you play. 
You, you don't need to buy all of them. I, I bought them all, but you didn't need to. Um, yeah, yeah, so did I. Yeah, so go so go out, go out and and get that one. Uh, support those guys. There, I, I love what they're doing. Um, there, it's not much. I'll tell you what. If you have, have played Star Realms, the mechanics you're going to pick right up. I mean, it's it's no different. It's the they yeah. even use the same darn colors for everything. So <laughs> just kind of reskin. It's fantasy themed instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got instead of bases and it's got guards and you know exact same kind of stuff. But it's yeah, it's not it's not hard to understand, especially if you played a deck builder. Um, yeah, but I'll right. we'll we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, go go see um, that. That's that's really good. Hey, so we've got all that on. Uh, what's what's the address of the website again? Uh, frontporchpodcast.com, man. Frontporchpodcast.com. dot com slash eighteen for two thousand eighteen. Man, there you'll they, find show they, notes they, for this episode. They, 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 and did uh, you work that out when we started? You're like, we can get eighteen in. Is that, no, is, is that planned no, by I you? Did, I did not have that in mind four months ago when we started this <laughs> right? podcast um, to uh, to do that. But yeah, show notes and uh, contact form if you want to get on there and yell at us and correct all of our misconceptions about board games. And Oh, I love it. I, I love that. I love counterpoints. Stars, both Trek and Wars. Right. No, you you can send it from last week when we did Star Star Wars because we went off and up on that. Hey, can I? Br- we didn't get to talk last week about um, uh, the whole Disney taking over the world thing. You got a minute to talk about that before we? Oh, sure, sure. Um, we got we got a little time still. Okay, so this this is different than me, and we can't get into into politics and the world of monopolies and stuff like that yet. But um, Disney has done a lot in the last what, seven years or so with making strides and dominating the world. Um, when did they, when did they acquire Marvel? Oh my God. I, I oh, don't, not by year, but was that before Iron Man? Um, no, I, I, want, I don't think so. I think Marvel came out. Yes, with, I, I, I don't think they wrong. did. Huh, man. You're the comic guy, so I'm leaning on you for that. Right, but knowledge. it's late, and I can't can't remember. But I, I want to say Marvel made their own. I want to say Marvel made their own before Disney bought them. I, matter of fact, I'm almost positive we were. Because I saw, okay. I saw. Um, yeah, I'm almost positive. Because I remember just yesterday I was looking at a um, uh, an artwork painting that somebody had, had drawn in celebration of the Marvel buy, and they had shown all the Marvel characters meeting all of the the Disney princesses and the you know, Mickey Mouse's and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing a, a comic penny arcade or something and it's, uh, yeah. it's beast from beauty and the beast Yes, and beast from what is it? X-Men fantastic four, the X-Men X-Men. Right. Um, and they're, ju- they're just standing like the beast is wearing a tie or something. It's clearly like an office and he's got a mug <laughs> yeah. of coffee that says world's best beast. <laughs> All right. And they're like, they're like, Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> awkward. They're like cor- corporate has decided there are some redundancies <laughs> that we need to take out. Right. That's nice. Well, the, the, I, I think they bought them after I, I actually, what I'm trying to think here is when they bought star Wars. Um, they bought oh, right because th- they bought that- Star Wars after Marvel. I think, yeah, for right. sure. Right. Okay, um, which buying Marvel was big. I mean, Marvel was doing good with Iron Man then, and some of the other things maybe at that point. Man, I, I hate that I'm going to be wrong about that. If it's true, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, as as I understand it, and I'm fairly ill-informed on the history of Marvel, but um, there was a time where Marvel was in decline, like almost done, quote-unquote. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say done, but yes, yeah, definitely on the road. Their, their tactic for survival involved selling a lot of their rights to different, like, um, Fox or Sony or whoever made uh, the X-Men movies. Yeah. And the Spider-Man movies, like, selling the rights to those IPs so that by the time either they or Disney started this Avengers thing, like, Avengers was one of the few Marvel properties that they still had the film rights to. Yeah, and... and, Because if if you went, you know, 20, 30 years ago and said... Well, what's the most what's the most well known DC? Well, it's Batman and Superman. Yeah. All right, what's the most well known Marvel? Well, it's X Men and right. Spider Man. Yes, absolutely. And and they didn't have and those. so they they start this Avengers thing and people like who you know I as I've said many times not a comic reader Iron Man came out like I'd never heard of this guy. Oh really? Yeah, I, I had heard of Captain America and Hulk. Sure. And I think that's it. Maybe Thor, though that one's a little bit easier because of the Norse mythology thing. But yeah, well, yeah. Y- you're right. I mean, and and I was, you know, generally unknown in the in the in the Muggle society of well, well, even even that it, people in the in the in people of of comic books. I I still was never even a really big Avengers fan. They were just they were just kind of like uh, they're okay. They're a mixture of weirdness that I don't know how they all get together and they just throw them together to be almost equal to the Justice League, which is right. kind of the Justice League was cooler. So, you know, <laughs> right. and, and I there were some people I liked. Sure, I liked Hawkeye and I liked Thor, but you know, how does that all work? Yeah, it just never really interested me too much. And yeah, Iron Man was not a guy that I was into at all. I mean, I I didn't like him one bit. Not that I hated him, he's just like he was not interesting to me. Um and then well and and you have to say that the the success of that character is 100% Robert Downey Jr. Oh hell, I say the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is 100% <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I mean he's he's carrying he everybody. Is. He he's and and that's what's a little scary. I mean, I I have faith in uh Kevin Feige and how how he's going through and and him a lot um and Marvel in general to transition because I have a feeling after these two next two Avengers movies, their 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 goal is to transition out of uh, the main Avengers people. Uh, I mean, they, they've said as much, but to instead of dealing with the actor dilemma, that the actual answer is to not make Iron Man relevant anymore and not make mm-hmm. Cap, Cap relevant. Like we don't need Cap. Well, if Cap dies, then it's not a big deal. We've got Bucky, so that's a new Cap, you know. Or or we we focus on Black Panther takes the lead now. Um, and then we have um, uh, instead of Iron Man, they can have Iron Heart, which is the uh, the new uh, female um, mm-hmm. Iron Man, and and that th- she's younger, and it's they they just transition, they'll just transition, which is which is fine. I mean, I, I love my old school stuff. I'm an older guy. I'm in my 40s, and and those are my Avengers, but that's not everybody's Avengers, and that's that's cool, and it's not they've not always been the same Avengers. I get that, um, but anyway, right. that's that's a little off topic. The, the thing was is that. Um, you're right. It, it wasn't that big. They, these guys weren't that big a deal and Marvel really, you know, did well with what they had. Um, 
there's a, I'm sure there's books and books written about like the decision-making process of all that. But some of it I'm sure was right. the fact was new ish blood in the head offices. Well, and know? they've to, to, to go back to your thing about going, moving away from the main, main story Avengers thing. Like they're, they're ramping up for infinity war, which is the big, like this is, this is part two of the big Avengers thing that that sort of sort of peaks with civil war and then they're like okay now we need now we need to bring everybody in yeah and then to kind of move away from that because really um guardians of the galaxy ant-man and dr strange were all really good yeah yeah like um dr strange is maybe the weakest of those but even that i really enjoyed yeah you you, um, can, you can you can nitpick little things about it here and there, but as a whole, the movies themselves were pretty enjoyable. Yeah, and and they're completely completely new characters. I mean, it helps that in the case of Guardians and Ant Man, they took a comedic actor, comedy actor, and made them you know uh, a buff superhero. Right. But um, you know, it's like I said when we were talking about Justice League, like they. They have a knack, especially since, what, since Avengers? I don't know what the exact timeline is between Thor 1 and 2 and Avengers. Yeah. But um, they've, gotten, they've gotten the formula for funny and serious comedy and drama pretty pretty well nailed down like it's not always it's not a hundred percent but um you know well I mean, you, you know what we, we, we talked about this last week with with jedi is that they built they built their whole enterprise on the type of movie that they have like marvel movies have a formula and you can have different directors and you can have different writers, but there, but everyone understands that there's this, there's this balance between epicness and humor and star Wars didn't, you know, didn't come with that. It, it did. It had humor in it. Yes, but it, it had a certain kind of humor and it had a certain kind of epicness to it and a balance to that scale. But Marvel has mm-hmm. always had Marvel's always had it. And when they put out things even more, so they even lean more heavier into it with guardians making it really humorous. And then they, with Thor Ragnarok, they just embraced the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, Jeff Goldblum, right. But they started off with it. They started off the bat with Iron Man being funny. I mean, the guy was flippant and funny and jokey the whole time, but then turns around and is super serious and they've got super serious music. And um, I don't know they, they just established that, that rapport with the audience from way back, you know, right. all, all their movies are, but anyway, Hey, Let's go. Let's round so, back. Let's go back to Disney. Yeah. So so they recently acquired Fox. Yeah, like twenty twenty first century Fox. And is that that's TV and film, right? Some, some. It's it's most of the rights. Uh, I'm sure this thing will probably shake out a little bit differently as time goes on. For those who aren't aware and listening to the show. Uh, Fox owned the rights, as Dennis had mentioned earlier, that Marvel sold off some of the movie rights to their characters in, right. in per- perpetuity, which means that as long as they're making movies for them, they still own them. Uh, they used to own like the Punisher and Daredevil as well, but they stopped making movies. They couldn't make money off them. They just didn't make good movies. Uh, note Batman Ben Affleck was Daredevil at one point. 
Um, and they, they, uh, so they just let the, those rights go and they reverted back to Marvel thinking that nothing was ever going to come with them. And since Mar- then Marvel has come out with, got I, I remember stuff. hearing that when certain movies came out, the people were like, yeah, well they only keep the rights so long as it doesn't go so long between them making a movie yeah. using those rights. So they had to make this terrible movie just to keep hold of the rights. Yeah. Uh, cue in any fantastic four movie. Um, <laughs> right. th- that's exactly why they, they have to make these. If they don't, they know they've got a winning property and they just can't get it right. I mean, Sony just mm-hmm. can't get it right. Um, and Fox got it kind of right. Sometimes here and there with X-Men and Hugh Jackman for sure. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Hugh they, Jackman, they, Patrick Stewart, Christopher Lee, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Right. You know, they got this, they got some things happening. Um, but anyway, so Fox has been looking to get out of the movie business for a while, I guess. Uh, um, Murdoch, is it Richard Murdoch or Rupert Margaret Murdoch, the guy that's the big head of it. Uh, and they Rupert Murdoch sounds right. Rupert. Yeah. They, so they've been, I you're guess, not talking about Matt Murdoch, not Matt Murdoch. Right. The, <laughs> the right. It's subject to where, um, but I, the way I understand it was that they weren't making a ton enough money off of the movies that they really had hoped. It was disappointing all around. They would put out a fantastic four movie. They would look at like the bank that they like the mints that Marvel would be printing with their monies. Yeah. And they would say, what are we doing? We can't, we just can't do that with Spider-Man and we just have, can't have do that they with done, X-Man. have they done all the Spider-Man's? Uh, Sony, well, does. Sony, I'm, Sony does that. Okay, Sony does. Sony does. Okay. But so, so they they do, but they just can't make the people just could not make the money that Marvel and do that Marvel thing, no matter what they did. And then they started really losing it with Fantastic Four and just destroying it. Yeah, and and while flops. yeah, while X Men days, uh, the X Men um, first class was successful. It wasn't as successful as it could have been. And then they were on a downward trend from then on out that audiences Mm -hmm. weren't building like they were for other things. So for Fox, it just was not a winning long-term proposition that they could, that they felt they could do yet. They are making money off of a lot of money off of their like Fox sports and their, Mm -hmm. their uh, Fox news stuff. So when you say, when you say TV, they did not sell that. They sold what they see as profitable and their expertise areas. They sold all the things, other things off. So film, so film and some the TV, TV or no, it includes some the, the like, the like TV, the fictional TV. Yeah. It's, it's some of the TV, um, not, not news and sports, but yes, everything the is not news and sports. They're like Simpsons. Uh, yeah, that that's gone. That's uh, and what is it? Um, family guy, family guys, Disney. I believe. Okay. Yeah. I think they, they sold all that stuff. Um, and you believe it. Here's the big one that people keep forgetting. Firefly. Wait, Fire, Firefly. Firefly. Is I was literally about to say, right? who is holding the rights to Firefly? D- Disney owns Not Firefly that, now. I mean, it's been too long now. It's been 15 years. Yeah, it they're, would be, they're too old. Hey, it no, would no, be no. Firefly the next generation. Dude, dude, you say that, but they have, I just watched Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford at 60 some years old doing a doing movies oh and i and i know that at least nathan fillion probably alan tudyk alan um, tudyk's dead dude he can't what oh (laughs) damn it spoiler free but Uh, yeah 
but Zoe would. Um, they'd, they'd all come back. Maybe yeah. Simon. Maybe not Simon. That's about it. Summer Glau. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does that, does, that, does that make you excited all of a sudden? Looks better than she did then. All right. Does, does that make you excited uh, about that now Deadpool. that you? Hey, that's here. That leads right into our whole topic here. How do you feel about that? Now, now here we go. This is a beloved franchise that you personally love, and now it's in the hands. And for me, it was it was the X Men. So now I have the feeling of X Men being put put into Dizzy's hands. How do you feel about Firefly being put into this corporate I mean, monster's hands? I, I mean, you know, Disney has done a lot of terrible things. Okay, right, like. Every everybody blames them for everything wrong with copyright law in the U.S. And I'm sure I'll get email about that because I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning into politics a little bit, which is, <laughs> which is not is not where I'm going with that. But like you go back to 1937, they made Snow White. Yeah, all except for a handful at most of their like golden age, uh, um full-length animated features were existing generally public domain properties yeah which like that's the copyright part of that which is not my point my point is disney makes really really good adaptations yeah sure they do right like there's i mean sure they lost a lot of the the grimness of the grim fairy tales yeah. Right. Like there's no, you know, Cinderella's stepsisters cutting their toes off with scissors to try right. and make the glass slipper fit. But, but Disney like, knew the adaptation they were wanting to make and they knew yeah, what to cut that, and how to do it. That's all gone. Like instead you have a musical with singing mice, which is a classic. I mean, yeah. All of those, with the exception of a couple, you know, Song of the South and, and stuff that like that stuff that in retrospect you know, from a modern viewpoint seems, you know, culturally yeah. insensitive. But sure. at at the time, you know, were were instant classics. Yeah. And move forward to um, you know, we talked about episode eight last week, but um episode seven, Star Wars, Rogue One, both very good. Mm-hmm. Almost almost all of the the Marvel movies, very yep. good. Yep. Um, and the, and as you and say, so, adapted kind of basically, right? From a source material. Yeah, adapted from a source material. Like put the put the right person in charge and let them make something amazing. And I mean, which makes me nervous. If there was if there was ever a chance, you know, it's it's the kind of thing. Like I said, it's been fifteen years, and the Firefly is a show that like the cancellation was a blessing and a curse oh yeah right because because it it can't it got canceled right at its peak when it was really starting to um hit its stride yeah um and we've all seen buffy go ups and hills and valleys and good and bad and that's what whedon did with that right right like the series did not run long enough to disappoint us yes um and so all anybody has is this small window of like even even the characters you don't like even the the unlikable characters are complicated and, yeah. and go through these arcs i mean you've got the 
the one I don't even remember the rest of the story, but like Jane betrays them, right? Oh, and, right, right, and, and Ariel, and and Mal is like, that's not that's not what you do on my on my crew. You're gonna you're gonna stand on that side of the 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 uh, the airlock, hatch, thing, yeah. the hatch door, and and we're gonna take off. And yeah. he, you know, he like panic, panic, and then at the last second, he's like, don't don't tell the rest of them what I did. Make make something up, like right. There, he has a heart. There's still, there's still some, some redemption. And like all, you know, just really, really well imagined characters. Yeah. But again, and- it didn't have enough time to to to, you know, to really, um, to screw up, to really screw up any of the any of the problems. You yeah. know the weird, um, the weird like pseudo Asian prostitute culture thing, yeah, or um, some of that other stuff. Well, that's I, a little I more, think that I think Disney, it's a little more questionable. See, if Disney had had it at the, had it at the time when, after it went off, and Disney got hold of it then, I think that they would have um, they would have done a Serenity, and they would have done it probably even better than what Serenity was. And they probably would have even spun it off into movies like two or three or made a trilogy out of the whole thing. That's it's it's the it's the Blizzard way of doing things. It's the Disney way of doing things. Mm -hmm. It's taking something good that they've already got and then just really making it and finding its spot and making it do its its thing. So my 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 general overall take of this whole Disney thing is that, I mean, there's no hiding the fact that I'm a huge Disney fan. I have been since I was a kid. (laughs) I mean, everything about it. And I I still am. What? what kind of kid is not a Disney fan? Oh, but I'm a I'm a Disney adult fan. I mean, just just <laughs> the reason the reason this is this is coming out later and we're recording this at the time is because I'll be in Disney right now uh, when this is the recording time is. I'm going with my daughter for Christmas, so I love it. I mean, I, I love a lot about them, and we can go on and on about as you can with everything that there's bad sides and downsides and dirty sides of of everything. But you know, they're, they're, they're great. They do so many things and they've taken so much of my childhood that, or things that I love, I don't say just childhood, but things that I love and they've not ruined them. They've made them pretty good and they are earnest about trying them. And I don't mind people. I don't mind people making money off me if they're giving me what I want. And Disney does that, you know, they, they give me what I want. And Disney does that. Um, so them having the X-Men, uh, I'm not terribly disappointed with the past X-Men, but yeah, I'm excited that hopefully they'll give me the things that, you know, that I I've always wanted. Sadly, they, they can't give me the perfect Hugh Jackman. Like they've, you know, he's the perfect Wolverine. <laughs> um, it's like, um, it's like when after episode seven, not to get too deep in star Wars, but after episode seven, star Wars came out and they released their tentative, um, release schedule for movies that like main main series movie and then an off series movie the next year and then main series movie again yeah. people on the internet you know the internet, internet people <laughs> were like we're like oh you guys are just milking the franchise for money and it's like what what the heck? what do you want them to do right. do you want them to to put out all three movies in one year or yeah. one year after another and then be done forever forever like well they want the it, lord of the rings like that that's what they that's, that's yeah that's not the question like the hobbit 
regardless, like that's that's a whole topic. But it was milking it was like, milking the franchise, right? The Hobbit trilogy was milking the franchise hard. <laughs> like with whole long filler segments. <laughs> yeah, it was. And and so the like the number of movies or the pacing of the story is not the question. Right. It's whether they were good. And episode seven was good. Yeah. Rogue One was also very good. Like yeah. those two are about equal in my mind. You know, yeah. Rogue One being a being an off uh, one of the off, off story the thing story, sort right? of sort of uh, helps it in that regard. But like, as long as the movies are good, like take take your time with them. Like, give us more, give us more story in this in this world that we that we recognize. Right, and and you know what they they don't they don't just like some companies or, or businesses or whatever. Disney's not one. They're in the entertainment business. They understand something about them. Maybe it was the way Walt made the company or set that path out. They understand that they make huge profits off of giving people wish fulfillment. You know, it, it's not about. Um, um, well, sure. I mean, you go into um, you go into the design of Disneyland and the like the the, the from the from the employees to the way that it's laid out with sort of like you never see you you never really see one section from the other section like right. it's very um like if you want to use the negative quote unquote negative term like it's it's the purest form of escapism yeah um which is what it's really what most entertainment is it, it is and, and they recognize and he that. saw that you know back then and whatever negative you know um side effects of that or whatever like that is what is something they really excel at they they do and and they continue at it and and i i worry that i worry i said this last week but i i worry that uh because they didn't have like a, a template for the star wars movies going forward they don't have that adaptation to go forward that that they will stumble with that that they, you know, comic book movies, yeah. they can, they can, every comic book movie that's come out has had its, its roots based in a story that was already in a comic book sure. um, that now, at least for the Disney things and all the Disney movies kind of have that exact same thing. But when they put out true originals, Disney flounders and, and they yeah, don't always have it's that not great. It's a lot of, you know, high school musical. Yeah. N- right. So it's, it's garbage. difficult and, and they don't always get, we'll get it mail for that, but. So, but I, 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 I think that, uh, the X-Men coming over, them buying them else, uh, all of my friends believe the same thing. Disney just needs to buy Hasbro and they will own me. They will own everything about me. <laughs> they buy Hasbro. Uh, they'll have Transformers, GI Joe, Thundercats. They'll have the My Little Ponies for all those people. Yeah. So, so you're going down to, um, Orlando, Walt Disney World. I am. Yeah. It's, you, uh, it's a big thing. You've been before, probably. Uh, this will be my ninth time. Yeah, ninth so, time. So that's a yes. Yes. Yeah, I know the park I, pretty well. I went once to the original in Anaheim. Oh, I've never been. You know what? I was I was in L.A. and I was on a business trip out there, and I had a free day, and I seriously considered going there just to say that I went there. And, but here it's okay. I mean, I, I did this, I did that when I went to Paris with my then wife and I decided that we went to Disney Paris, Euro Disney, just because we were there. We, 
we need it to go. But that can, seems, and and I don't know. No, it's go ahead. Just yeah. such a, it's such an American thing to do to put Disney in Paris. Like it's Paris, <laughs> it right? They're like, no, we want Disney. You know, the funny thing about that is it's really weird. We were in this beautiful city, Paris, and and that's a whole su- subject on its own. But sure. uh, we could talk about Europe because you've got your Europe trip. We, we should talk about Europe sometime. Um, but I, I went to 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 France and really enjoyed it and loved it. And then we were experiencing Paris and decided to go that day to Euro Disney. We got on the train and got off the train, and it, the train goes straight into Disney's main station, like from Paris. Mm-hmm. And there's no connections. You get to go get off and take a different one. It goes straight into it. And you open the door mm-hmm. and you're in this like wonderland of Disney right off. The, <laughs> and you're like a different, would you say right. it's a space it's, of disbelief? It's this whole different place. It's that escapist quality I was talking about. Yeah. I, I'm no longer in yeah. Paris. I'm in Disneyland. And it was like, whoa, that's, you know, I wasn't in France anymore. But anyway, right. yeah, I, 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 we're going, I'm going to can't say this too loud because my daughter is still upstairs, but um, we're going to go <laughs> and um, I'm going to surprise her for Christmas. Taking her. She has no idea. Um, she's been before, but she yeah, loves it. And, and, and we're, you, we're huge. You said, you said nine times. I'm hoping that you had one of your daughters with you. All of those <laughs> right. times. Uh, I've only been without them one time. No, well, yeah. besides Euro Disney, I went with my ex-wife one time. Uh, when when uh, I went, it was back in, uh, in 02. And I was in high school then, by the way. Right. When I went, was in 02 with my sister and brother-in-law, and they had not yet, my niece was not born yet. And we met up with the guy who was best man at their wedding, who lives out there. And, uh, and so we were four adults at Disney. <laughs> we had a very, we had a very efficient trip when I... When I itemized to people all of the rides we went on, they're like, man, you did a whole weekend's worth of stuff in one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we did Space Mountain twice and basically hit all of the big rides right. except Small World, which, <laughs> which, which you should do. Our, <laughs> our, our special insider guest insisted that it was not worth seeing yeah, even for even for the um, for the sake of saying that you, <laughs> that you did it. We uh, like no, dude. It's 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 literally okay. awful. I mean, that, that does remind me. Actually, I take it back. There, there's two times because I I did go when I was in. I think it was the second time I ever went was in college, and I had been dating a girl for literally a week, and <laughs> and and she was like, "Me and two other friends are going down to Florida for a week. You want to come with us?" And I was like, "Yes." And we and and the, and we were nice. four semi adults, you know, twenty years old or something, and um went to to Disneyland and yeah it was it was a different experience when just grown ups but um I mean it was fun like you said I did exactly what you just said we, we went from all the big rides and and hit here to there yeah. but but with my with yeah. with my kids because they've been there enough times they're the first time is wonder and exhaustion and tired the second time is sure. they know what to expect they know what it's going to be yeah. like the yeah. storybook land loses a little bit of its. Well, it's not loses. Magic. Actually, what happens with it's the same thing with Disney. It's just Disney that it's not every year they change something. They change not just a little thing. They change oh, large, true. large. They'll take out any ride that's semi stale and they'll replace it with another amazing ride that's cutting edge stuff. So you can't go to Disney. Yeah, and not see that, that different experience. I mean, I was let's see, I would have been about 23 when we went and uh and I was like, 
the things about it that were interesting to me because I was an adult. Um, but the things about it that were interesting to me were the, the, the efficiency, like the stage performance sort of elements where I could, I could recognize how much work went into compared to like Cedar point or six flags or any of those that are like they're ride centric. And like, they've got janitors walking around cleaning stuff up. Like Disney put so much effort into making this park a, a pure experience. Yes. Yes. That you're not, you know, you're never, they never break the fourth wall as it were. Yeah, and um, and, and, that, and you can't really exp- you can't really explain to that to people who haven't been. I mean, sure, it, it's, yeah. it's it's hard. You can say that, but my my really good buddy, we, we who who was on last week, Bill, that we talked about with Star Wars. We uh, he took his daughter, and he hadn't been since he was really little, barely remember it. And then he took his daughter, and he was like, "Okay, we're just a thing. We're gonna have to. We're gonna do. We want to take her, and mm-hmm. she's at the right age." And they took her. And then when he came back, his review is a glowing review of exactly what you're saying. He's like, you know what? At all times, they made her feel like she was the princess of the castle. Every single person that you saw was fawning over. And they did that for every person. And it felt like so personal to just her that she walked away looking at it as the most magical planet on Earth. And he did, too. You know, he said there wasn't there wasn't someone in line that if you're sitting there bored that that the random attendant wouldn't come in and start, you know, doing a juggling act or and then talk to (laughs) talk to the little princesses and comment on their their shoes or, you know, love their smiles. And they were just just amazing. The whole the whole place. And you said like janitors, janitors are dressed up like the place that they're at. They look like spacemen in Tomorrowland and frontiersmen and stuff. They don't just wander around without that you know and and i knew a lot of that stuff before we went like i don't know where i picked it up disney channel or something but um so i was on the lookout for some of that stuff but it's still just like you were saying like a lot of effort goes into making sure the all the people running the rides or working there in any capacity are all in character they are. They're all, all. They're always all in characters. Yeah, and, and and that character is always cheerful, friendly. Like they're never the bored teenager pushing buttons on the ride. Nope. No. Nope. And, and they and they pick them. They pick them based on that. And if you, you know, if you're good and good enough, then you can be moved up to just line attendant because you have to be good enough to be line attendant. You know. Right. And and that's just amazing and awesome. The I, my my first experience at Disney was. In high school, I was part of the marching band and we performed for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, and we were I was privy to the back to the back lot behind it. And it's very much a, a oiled machine of efficiency behind there. But they they come on the on the tour, the, the Turner buses and they would tell us, OK, we're going to spend 15 minutes now and you all have to pay attention to the super hardcore core rules that matter and you must follow them. And they were, you know, they said things like, you know, you never see characters out of, out of, um, you're never out of being a part of Disney. So you never act like you're not part of that all the way through until you're out of sight. You'll never see characters without their heads on. You'll never see them not acting that way. Um, there's what they call little brown doors. I don't know if there's still little brown doors now, but that's where you come in and out. And that's how, Mm -hmm. you know, staff members, but they're, they're hidden everywhere, almost in plain sight, but you're never to be seen coming in and out of them the way that, the way Mm -hmm. that they're situated. 
but they're little brown doors. Um, and, and the way that they're, when you, as soon as you walk into them, it looks like a, a like a normal, I don't know, fair, like we're behind the scenes where you can see all the, the motors right. and the, the non-painted yeah. walls and stuff, but it's just perfectly made out of sight so that you, you just don't have a line of sight to see any of that through that door. Yeah. No, again, this is Disney. They don't just do this with their, <laughs> with their movies. They do it with their everything. So right. I don't know, wrapping that up. I, I, Disney is amazing. I, I, I know that it's easy to say that, <laughs> that when somebody is good, um, I told Trotsky that I love monopolies when they give me what I want, you know? Yeah. But, but if yeah. they, they don't, then yeah, they can destroy the rest of, if you don't like that stuff, then I can see how that would be bad for you. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey man, we're, uh, we're just about out of time here, but I thought oh, man. since we're, since we're going into 2018, I thought it might be fun to run back real, real quick. I'm going to put both of us on the spot because I haven't really put any thought into this either, but okay. um, maybe go through and say <clears throat> for 2017, some, some favorite or, or most enjoyed things. So let's start with TV shows. What was it? What was your favorite or the TV show you most enjoyed in 2017? Mm, man, I, 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 a good one i'm does this include all just shows that i've watched on the big on the small screen that aren't out of a disc is that fair like it includes like um, netflix and things like that sure i mean if you if you just for some reason watched the office for the first time this year <laughs> right that, that could count I, I don't know i, I started to really i watch in community and i really really dig community a lot so that, that's that's a, that's a good it there are a couple moments where it gets a little too Dan Harmon. Oh but yeah. Yeah. I, I like to say uh community is the show. Big bang theory wishes it could be. Yeah. Right. Right. I think I'm on season three of, of that one. So, so if you went that back far, far that way, but, but as for, for newer things, um, shows, uh, Oh, I like, I like stranger things this year. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Do you think it was better than season one? No, no, it wasn't better, but I, I'm trying <laughs> to think if there was a lot of like standout things There were a lot of disappointing things. I know that like in humans was dis- disappointing and, uh, mm. there was some good, uh, um, Robbie writer was a uh, ghost writer on shield was, was, was a good show. A good t- fun time to watch. Um, agents of shield. Yeah. Agents of shield, which by the way, I think the, I'm at least a whole season behind on the, the third season started off with a very enjoyable two episodes. I've really, really enjoyed them. I'm super excited for this season just based on those two. So, um, very fun, very fun. Um, yeah. So that's my team. How about you? What we got for, um, I think was Westworld this year. You know what? I don't know, but I watched it for the first time this year and that's it. That's my number one pick. That's it for sure. It was so like you start out and you're like, uh, this is, this is kind of weird, but like the music is really good. The atmosphere of it is really good. Even though, uh, our buddy Pete calls the, calls the plot reveals heavy handed. Like there were there, I don't think there were any episodes in there whatever like 10 12 it wasn't super long it's hbo mm-hmm. um like every episode i was just stunned like holy yeah right i, I loved um, it a lot of you know there's i don't think there's middle ground there i think people loved it or they didn't like it at all 
Yeah. 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 I'm in the, um, I'm in the, the it, crowd that loved it. It just fired on, a, fired on a lot of cylinders. Part, part of me wants to go, go and watch the, uh, the Yule Brenner movie. That, yeah. that, that that's based on. <laughs> oh, I heard it wasn't that, that, that good. It's pro- probably not. It's probably pretty terrible, but right. Um, you know, and I do have my favorites. I like, I like Shit's Creek. That was a, a good TV series to watch for comedy. Um, Veep is oh, almost always good. Um, Veep is almost always good. The game of Thrones is always good. It was definitely a good, good year for that. Um, lots of dragons. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. What about this one will be a little, a little trickier. What about movies? Um, I like, I like my Thor Ragnarok. That's good. Um, I am thoroughly disappointed to say that, you know, star Wars is nowhere near that. I think that's evidenced by, ev- evidence by now. Uh, but wonder woman is great. Wonder Woman's I almost can't get past Wonder Woman. And yeah, I th- I think for me it's it's probably a toss up between those two. I don't know. There are a couple that I saw on Netflix um you know, after the fact, Guardians 2 and Oh, Guardians um, 2 is this year. Yeah, okay. And Doctor Strange. Yeah. But I think you know, I I liked wonder woman more as time went on after i watched it yeah but i still really really enjoyed it i mean we talked a couple weeks ago about the big movie feels and that moment where she climbs out of the trench and uh and draws the fire away is is great like that's that's exactly it so it's probably a toss-up between wonder woman and and thor ragnarok oh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take those back those are all great movies but two excelled above those and one of them is going to be probably one of my one of my top five if not top 10 movies of all time uh oh wow yeah i i liked i liked spider-man homecoming a lot i thought that was mm. that probably beats all of the superhero movies out this year for sure um but my my big one is logan i friggin loved uh. logan i just could not get enough i watched it like for the fifth time already just last week and there's there's an element of that uh, not to go too deep in this cuz we're we're getting to be long on time though. Yeah, you know, right. But, we, yeah. Um there's an element of that like as you as you get older appreciating a Batman type superhero more and a Superman type superhero less. Sure. Yeah, that the ground, You know what I mean by that? Like pretty realism type thing. Yeah, you you start to appreciate the not frail but like the fallible, the, you know, the, the, the hero that can be hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and sure. Logan and Logan is definitely that like oh, for sure. his, his whole thing is like, he's invincible, but he's not invincible. Like Superman is invincible yeah. and he's, he's definitely not invincible by the time you get to the Logan movie. But, um, like he's the guy who bounces back. Like you, you know, you can shoot him. And yeah. it's gonna hurt, right? But he's gonna he's gonna live. He's gonna heal. It's very different from a guy who has bulletproof skin. Yes, L- love that. Love that show. Well, I, here um, here as as our wrap up, I, yeah, I'd like a, to tell tough. some some the the listeners it, the movies that I think that you should watch. Uh, I've got kind of a list of them here that that I remember I had written down before. Uh, if you missed them, go rent them, go watch them because I recommend them all. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I still recommend that one. Wonder Woman, Justice League, Thor. Um, uh, there was Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk. War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, 
Spider-Man, Blade Runner. That's one of your big ones. Some people like it. I never saw it. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Logan, Aliens came out this year. Um, and let's see, what else was there? I, I'm a big John Wick fan, so I like John Wick 2. Was 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 a big one, if you like that. Beauty and the Beast was recommended this year. And Kong wasn't terrible. Um, so there was a lot of good movies out this year that were... You should, I, was, I would recommend go out and watch. I was going to ask about Hacksaw Ridge, but that was late last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, that one. I mean, Transformers also came out, and I didn't recommend that one. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, um, that's good enough okay, for this week. So, right? oh wait, wait, wait. What's yours? Movies you like? Oh well, like like I said, it it's man. I don't, I don't even know. Like I thought I knew, and they're really more recent recent picks. Um, I don't remember if I technically saw Hacksaw Ridge in 2017 or 16. It came out in November of oh, 16. Okay, so okay. it might have been 2017 when I saw it. But right. um, Wonder Woman is probably at the top. It's pretty and awesome. Then, and then it's probably a, a an even an even heat between uh, Thor Ragnarok and Logan. Man, all, all, all I mean, good very news. different. Like, like almost none of Logan was funny, right? In a you know intentionally funny. I can't believe but, Thor and Guardians came out in the same year. That's that's such a. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're great movies for Marvel, yeah. right? You know, man, yeah. great movies. All right, dude. Um, so, what about? Are there any other categories you want to throw in there? Books. Oh man, we could do video games, comics, audiobooks, video games, video games. I mean, yeah, I haven't picked up too many new games of any kind uh witcher um, witcher 3 was pretty amazing i mean i'm still playing through that one Le- loving that. legendary is probably my board game pick of the year it's not new by any means but yeah i mean I, hero realms is oh no uh i don't know if it came out this year or last but um mechs versus minions is is pretty 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 amazing that one yeah i, I played that i think it's 2016 games. game of the year um so that might, but for be for you personally, like game of the year, I like uh, I like my hero realms. I mean, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying <laughs> that one. It's one I bought that I that I loved. I wish I could look in the other room right oh, now sure. and see see what I had. But um, I probably I play the credit out of that one. Um, 2017 game of the year. I still love D and D. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. And hey, we're we're playing some star some Star Trek, so maybe that'll start next year. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Moratorium's off on, on that talk. Hopefully, when we come back, that'll be we'll have some uh, discovery to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Pretty we'll soon. See All right. Well, I think that's a good night. Good night for us, dude. What do you think? That covers it. Premiere two thousand and eight episode. Well, until next time, I'm Michael Daniels, and I'm Dennis Rogers with the front porch. Good night, everybody.